Hello and welcome to a very festive episode of How to Listen To. Hello and welcome. My name's Guy. And I'm Matt. And this is How to Listen To, a festive How to Listen To, Matt. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you too, Guy, and listeners. And listeners as well. It's been a it's been an interesting year, 2016, hasn't it? One for the history books. Lots of people have died. That's very true, and we'll come on to some of those very sad musical deaths. Not people who have died in a musical way, but people... Now that would be interesting, wouldn't wouldn't it? it? People who have died from the world of music. But this is a Christmas episode, so we're going to start with upbeat... (laughs) Oh, that's what it's supposed to be. Christmasness. That's uh, the verb, to Christmas. To Christmas. I Christmas, you Christmas, he, she, it Christmases. Uh, What about they? They Christmas also. Oh, good. We're going to uh, pick three, the very best, a very favourite three Christmas songs each. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about Christmas music. We're going to talk about 2016 and we're going to talk about some of our musical experiences. So, Matt, do you want to kick us off with your first in your top three favourite Christmas yes, songs? Yes, I do. And I'm very excited. Before we start, are you doing it in any particular order or are, you just, are they all equal? Um, what, as in a gold, silver, bronze? Oh, yeah, I like that. What's, uh, start, oh what's, what's in the bronze position? Bronze, okay. <laughs> I've just put myself on the spot. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, Let's start to play it and you can tell the listeners why you chose it. Okay. A newborn king to see Our finest gifts we bring can it be years from now perhaps we'll see our finest Right, Matt, what was that we just listened to? That was that was a track from David Bowie the and Le- Bing Crosby. Now, why did you choose that track? Because it's bloody awesome. It is, isn't it? It is awesome. Name of the track is? It's um, Little Drummer Boy slash um, Peace, Peace on Earth. Yeah, it's a pretty special one, isn't it? Yeah, and um, what, what I really like about it is that the Little Drummer Boy was originally um, recorded and written in like 1941 or something. Mm. And uh, the Peace on Earth bit was just squashed in by uh, some bloke who said it would sound good with Bowie, I think. From it what works. I, and it does, and it does. But the best thing about it is you can't just listen to the song. Oh, no, no, no. What happens when you listen to it? You have to listen to the whole... Because it's part of a Christmas show. We, we're talking David, David by a log fire. Um, no, oh, no, no, he rings a bell. There's, there's an introduction, it's, and it is longer than the song. Yeah. 
Um, he rings a bell on in this mansion, and I think they pretend it's some. I, I can't remember whose mansion it is. And Bing opens the door, and David um, says, "Oh, are you the American lost, long lost cousin or something?" Um, and is quite disrespectful, but in a sort of humorous Christmas way. Yeah. Um, and David is then just he, he's. What he's doing is he's just looking around incredibly suspiciously and nervously. Uh, I think that might be his acting. Is if he's going to mug Bing like it? Christmas is no oh, time for that sort. I know, of and that's what I'm thinking. Um, You're oh, on the edge of your seat at this point. On the edge of your seat, yeah. and Bing invites him in because what David says is, "Oh, the chap who owns this place normally lets me play his piano when I'm around." And, he, and then, and then if, if, you, if you watch the video, and it's on YouTube, he does this little look over his shoulder as if anybody's looking. Um, and then Bing invites him to the piano, and they have this really most uncomfortable conversation about music. And they, they both discover that they both sing. Oh, you're a singer? Oh, I'm a singer. I'm oh. a singer too. <laughs> so is this a song that you listened to as a child? Did you, did you no. revel in the in no. festive majesty? <laughs> no, I just like the introduction. When, when did you first become aware of it? It's, it's our favourite well, friend. I was at a mansion. <laughs> yeah, a yeah, doorbell yeah, rang exactly. and I sat by there. And Bing was there. Yeah. Um, it was when I listened to a lot of festive uh, music on the old MTV and it used to always play <sighs> and I used to just think it was funny and I loved it um, another thing I like about it is the fact that and Bing unfortunately died five weeks after recording, did you know that? No, because it was recorded in 1975 and wasn't released till 1982 <gasps> get that Seven year gap. but it was, it was in, as I said I think earlier, it was in some um, Christmas show, Bing Crosby show that um that David Bowie didn't want anything to do with to be honest but he was trying to trying to sort out his career normalize it i think it was yeah this. after the uh, berlin years yeah and um he just said that in in later years that he only did it because his mum liked being Cosby well, <laughs> and he hated the song if you can't please your mother at christmas exactly and that's what it's about yeah okay let's hear what my bronze position is what's your bronze is. position The child is a king, the carolers sing, the old is past, there's a new beginning. Dreams of Santa, dreams of snow, fingers numb, faces aglow, it's Christmas time, mistletoe and wine, children sing. That was the effervescent Cliff Richard with mistletoe and wine. Are we allowed to have him in? Yes. Okay. No charges were brought. Mm-hmm. He's clean. Innocent until proven. Very guilty. Guilty, <laughs> yes. <laughs> mistletoe and wine, that's from 1988. I remember this song coming out. I remember it being in the charts. I remember the video. He was standing by a Christmas tree swaying. Oh, he likes to sway. He likes to sway. Um, Is it, there's a log fire in it, no doubt. Of and there's a log and fire. some snow. There's a there's, children. There's a Christmas tree. Um, now, this was originally written, you may not know this, for the musical Scraps. That's no, the name of the musical. Ooh, what's that? 
that was performed in uh, London in the 1970s. Um, and uh, yeah, in 1987, a TV version of the musical Scraps was made, featuring no less than Roger Daltrey. Holy moly. And Twiggy. Wow. Yeah. Um, and it had this song in, did it? It did, but an interesting factoid. It was originally an ironic song in the musical. Um, it still but, is, isn't it? <laughs> Cliff doesn't do irony. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, apparently it's... in the TV show, or TV version of the musical, it was a lusty pub song that Twiggy sang in a rather saucy way. But Cliff doesn't do things like that. Oh, not so Cliff. Well, he does he, sway his hips. He does sway his hips. Whew. So uh, he, uh, he got hold of the song and uh, he said, I like this but I think I can improve it. So what he did was he made all the song words religious. Did he? Yes. And that's how he improved so it. So he took out the sexiness. Hallelujah. And brought in the Jesus. That, yeah. that could be the same in some circles. Maybe, maybe. Mistletoe and wine. Do you want to know another interesting thing? This was Cliff's 99th single. 99th. 99th <laughs> single. So put a flake in that. It was also his 12th number one. It was number one for four weeks sold three quarters of a million copies but i rather like the idea of cliff who who i think is purer than most people um saying it's a nice song but we've got to get rid of the sexy lustiness Mm -hmm. get a bit of jesus into there but it's not really a jesus song that much is it it's it's more of a song about christmas time in terms of mistletoe and wine it's not as a jesusy as savior's song that he released afterwards i think you'll find it's called savior's day shoot Um, shoot me now yeah sorry cliff you are referring to savior's day which was 1990 (laughs) 1990s what a great year that was number one um, was a good year uh for cliff now uh Mistletoe and Wine re-entered the charts in 2007, hitting number 68, um, which is a little bit disappointing. But uh, yeah, it's it's a powerful song. Let me let me hit you with some of the lyrics. Hit me. Love and laughter and joy ever after. Hours for the taking. Just follow the master. That's quite religious, actually, isn't it? It depends who the master is, That's doesn't true. it? Dreams of Santa. Dreams of snow. Fingers numb. <laughs> Faces glow because fingers are numb. Well, I can't comment. I'm assuming that's fingers numb from the cold. I'm glowing now. Yeah, you are. You're, you're bright red. red oh, the beetroot. and he took the fruitiness out. He took the fruitiness out. That's post fruity. I um, wonder what he used to say. Yeah, before Jesus was involved, it rhymed with numb. I didn't know um, Jesus was so dirty. Yeah, number twenty-two. It got to in Belgium, which I'm sure you knew. Number I did, seven though. in Norway and number thirty in Australia, but it is here in the United Kingdom or Clifton, that, uh, yeah, Cliff Richard's Mistletoe and Wine was the big one. Now, I'm going to give you a quick breakdown of Cliff's musical record when it you comes to Christmas. Cl- you love him, don't you? C- can't get is, this, is this a Cliff episode? <laughs> one day. I wasn't warned. So, Saviour's Day, 1990, number one. What did I call it a minute ago? Saviour's Song. Oh, 21st Century Christmas in 2006. I've never even heard of that, but it got to number two. Did it? Apparently so. Little Town in 1982 got to number 11. Millennium Prayer. Do you remember that oh. stinking piece of shit? <laughs> <laughs> Number one in 1999. <laughs> and in 2003, he released a song called Santa's List, which didn't chart. Oh. Disappointing. But, you know, he's, he's uh, ever-present, really, in the Christmas He's eager, charts, isn't he? He's eager. He? Now, Matt, what's your silver medal place song? Silver is this one. Snow is falling all around me. 
pretty special i know shaky 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 stevens absolutely that's a that is one i do like i think that's a i think that's a strong choice matt tell us why you chose that very similar to you and cliff um because i do like to put you as a pair you two um (laughs) (laughs) we're so often photographed together is i do live with cliff but there's nothing going on i just i i remember the video and again it's a video um and he uh is yeah clicking his fingers and Tapping his toes? Tapping it. He, and I know we've mentioned this, this, this guy before on the podcast a few times, but you know Carlton out of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? He's got the moves. He has got the moves and so shaking Stevens. Alfonso Ribeiro, that guy was called. And mm. boy, can he dance. And shaking Stevens was called Michael Barrett. Is that right? That was right. And Wikipedia described him as, or him, as a, um, a Welsh-British person. <laughs> I'm not sure what one of those is. Yeah, Welsh British person. Welsh British. He is Welsh British. He's Welsh British. <laughs> now, um, this was going to be released in 1984, but there was a big single in 1984. Oh, not uh, Band Aid. Band Aid. Oh, so what he put? put he the, had to put postpone it a it. year. Is that true? Yeah, I, I think he did it out of good faith, and we've got to have faith. Michael uh, George Michael taught yeah. us that. Yep, um, he certainly did, um, and. That was, that was nice of him. It was written by a chap, and you might know this bloke, Bob um, Hately. You don't know him. I don't. Well, you're going to know him in a minute. Because he has worked with Cliff Richard. Yeah. You're joking. And not only that, he wrote the theme tune for Th- Funhouse. Funhouse is <laughs> a whole it, lot of fun with prizes to be exactly. won. I tripped over my tongue then. I was so excited. <laughs> <laughs> to say it. Well, tripping over was a big part of Funhouse, wasn't it? They used exactly. To, I used to like the bit with the go-karts where they chased around. You used to like the little twins, didn't you? I did rather like I did them. too. <laughs> They're um, probably in their 70s now. but Possibly, possibly. And also the Wheel of Fortune. He wrote the theme tune for that mm, as well. Yeah. So, And he was involved in, in uh, Snow is Falling All Around Me. Yeah, he co- no, he wrote it. He didn't wow. co- co-wrote it. He, he wrote must be it. absolutely raking it in. He, he possibly could be, yeah. Wow. Particularly with the Funhouse theme tune. Now... It was filmed in Lapland, the video. Yeah. And have you seen the video? I've many, many times, yeah. It is another brilliant one. And it's not just about <laughs> it's not just about listening to the song. It's it's an experience watching the video. It is. Real snow. I like real snow. I look for real snow in a video. It's fake snow, unfortunately. You're joking. Um, that's one thing that he said. Oh, and I'm lovely. coming to that. It was filmed in September, fake snow. And do you know what they had for lunch? Salad. Oh, salad. <laughs> As the Simpsons taught us, you don't make friends with salad. But but you know what he said? It was cold salad. <laughs> well, that's festive. <laughs> I've never had warm salad before. No. <laughs> Heat up that lettuce and stick it on the table. But I've got no idea how they serve it in British Wales. No, absolutely. No. These British Welsh people, no. are, or Welsh British rather, are a, a law unto themselves. So, Shaky's a, a song you remember from your childhood? I do, particularly the, the dancing and the video. Got a good... Uh, got a good pitch change it's got a beautiful pitch change a beauty 
one of one of my um, most favorite bit things about the song, and it is, I think, it is probably the most festive song on my list. Okay, and it gets the gold, it gets the platinum star for that, I think. And um, my children love it. They they were clicking their fingers. For children like are an excellent barometer of Christmas quality. Yes, I I think so too. But you know, with all the downloads and things, and <gasps> and um, songs now re-entering charts mm. when you don't actually release them, just through yeah, through yeah, iTunes yeah. sort of. Uh, well, last year, this song, the original, 60, 62nd in the charts in the Netherlands. No way. And also... That's the big nut to crack. Exactly, 62nd. Wow. 16th in Poland. Wow, they love him in Poland. Exactly. They can't get enough of Shaky. But they don't love him as much as they do in uh, Welsh Britain. You're joking. Where did he? Where did he chart? He's been th- that song's been in the charts countless times, countless times. You couldn't count them. You, you couldn't count. I didn't count them. <laughs> count less. It is a fact because I didn't count them. But you might have heard this song if you're a, a BBC watcher. It's been uh, redone by this wonderful singer called Lucy Rose. I'd never heard of her before. No. But she's not only beautiful. She's got an amazing voice. Wow, like and, me. And, yeah, exactly. And that's why I'm looking at you like this. Yeah. Glowing. Gosh. Still. Um, and, yeah, it's uh, on the BBC advert. It's a really, really uh, good rendition. And a, a great fact is that she, she did a little bit of work with Bombay Motorcycle Group Club, whatever they're called, who I uh, strongly recommend to because they're great. Okay. My Silver Place is all about Chris Rear. Driving home for Christmas. Oh. Chris Rear driving home for Christmas. Now, this is for me probably the archetypal Christmas song because it, it encapsulates the feeling of driving home for Christmas, which is a which is a rites of passage in itself, isn't it? You get in the car, you got the presents in there, you're driving through the shitty weather. It's dark. You're driving home for Christmas. It's dark. The wipers mm. are on. You got a few tunes on the radio. Mm. This is this is a big one for me. Now, this was released in 1988, even though it was. Re- it was written two years earlier, but when it was released, it only got to number 53 in the charts. I thought it was an older song than that. Yeah, you'd be wrong to think that. I was wrong. It was uh, re-released in 2007 and hit number 33, but the highest it's ever got, and this is scandalous, was in 2009 when it hit 29 on the Shut charts. Shut your face. I tell you no lie. Now, that's despite it being used regularly by the supermarket chain Iceland in their ads. That might be the problem. 
do you think? Ching, ching. Oh, really? Do you think people think... That wasn't a racist. That's, that's an advert. That's an advert. Um, yeah. Rear said that he wrote it after a long drive from London to Middlesbrough at Christmas. Um, he was stuck in traffic. He couldn't afford... London to Middlesbrough. That is a, that is long, a long drive. The other way is less. Easy. Long. Downhill. Downhill, um, yeah. Down map. Um, he... Uh, he basically hadn't got the money in those days to uh, get the train, so he had to drive at Christmas. And he said he described it as a car version of a Christmas carol. I don't know what that means, but uh, a car crash of a Christmas. Car crash. <laughs> but I tell you where it's big. Oh, where do you think it's big? One of our favourite countries. They've already been mentioned, have they? Oh, you've mentioned some. Poland. 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 Number nine in Poland. Number two in Norway. Norway. Those Polish and Norwegians, Norwegians, Scandinavians, <laughs> they can't get enough of it. They love driving home for Christmas. Now, this was covered by numerous artists, including Michael Ball mm-hmm. uh, and uh, Saint-Étienne and some others as well. That Lucy Rose covered it as well. Did I she? Saw. Yeah. Oh, bloody hell. She's all over Alice. I know. It was re-released now a few years ago in aid of um, the charity Shelter with a celebrity video. <gasps> now, Paco Jacko style celebrity in the loosest sense because the only ones I'd there's a list of about 30 celebrities okay you're going to test me the only ones I'd heard of on the list were Lionel Blair okay yep that's his son right and uh, <laughs> and Gail Porter those are the only two I'd heard of so there's 28 that he didn't 28 celebrities I've never heard of yeah so they're either too famous yep and I've just somehow missed them <laughs> yep or they're kind of Z-list uh celebs in the loosest sense of the term famous for going on you know x factor and things like that oh important shows important shows but yeah what what do you make of driving home for christmas i think it's a it is a classic christmas song yes i would probably describe it as a carol in a car or whatever nice (laughs) nice yeah well in that sense you'd be absolutely right to because chris i call him chris described it exactly the same. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think... No, I love it, his voice as well. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Smoking it? lots of cigarettes. <laughs> um, I'm stuck in a fucking traffic jam. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the extended version. Yeah. Oh, shit. Now, while we're on the topic of uh, Christmas smashes, I thought I'd touch on some of the, some of the classics that have got to number one. Now, did you know mm-hmm. the first ever Christmas number one was by a guy called Al Martino in 1952 with a song called Here in My Heart? No, I didn't. No, I didn't know that either. Cute. Other, Cute. other Christmas number ones, I've got to tell you, bit of a mixed bag. Mm-hmm. It goes from the sublime, Rage Against the Machine, Killing in the Name of, number one in 2009. Yeah, um, protest votes have got a bit more serious these yeah, days. Yeah, protest against TV talent shows, that was apparently... Um, it goes from the song like that to the slightly more ridiculous Mr. Blobby's Mr. Blobby in 1993. I, I, I remember that, one. yeah. Bob the Builder, Can We Fix It? No. Uh, Benny Hill, Ernie, the fastest milkman in the West, was number one in 1971 at Christmas. I'm glad I wasn't alive. St. Winifred's School Choir sang in 1980 a song called There's No One Quite Like Grandma. Now that to me doesn't necessarily mean Christmas. a kind of... A good thing? A good thing, no. There's no one quite like Grandma. There, there isn't. It's true. Mommy, Daddy, why does Grandma always make Hitler salutes and <laughs> throw apples at people? Well, you see, there's no one quite like Grandma. Why does Grandma smell of piss? <laughs> there's a lot of people just like Grandma. <laughs> oh, um, that wasn't a very good example, was it? Well, another, another example, um, Rolf Harris. 
number one in 1969 with Two Little Boys. That was the name of the song. <laughs> um, he wouldn't get there now, would he? No, he certainly wouldn't. And uh, Well, no, I won't carry on. Um, but yeah, that's not the only... There's also some other good ones. 1999. Oh, yeah, that <laughs> Number four, Mr. Hanky the Christmas Poo. Do you remember that one? Oh, was that part of the... Um, South Park. South Park. Yeah. Yeah, um, the South Park. The South Park. But I tell you what, Matt, we should ditch this podcasting lark because having a Christmas hit is a money spinner, mm-hmm. even more than this. Yeah, is it? I have been doing some research. A and research. The Daily Telegraph published an article last year about how much money various artists make from their Christmas songs. Oh my gosh! Wizard with "Merry Christmas, Everyone." <sighs> yeah. 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 They estimate they make, on average, £500,000 a year Shut up. in royalties. <laughs> I would buy a song like that for £5,000. Second place on the list was the Pogues with Fairy Tale of New York. They reckon they rake in about £400,000 a year. Third place, Mariah Carey, yeah. All I Want for Christmas is You, which I've got to say, guilty pleasure, I think is a cracker. Yeah, it is a cracker. Um, she made last year... Three hundred and seventy-six thousand pounds from licensing on that song. It, oh, it, I think it's out again in the charts now because people downloading. Got a good video. Her frolicking in the snow. Yeah, she's good uh, at frolicking. She certainly is. And uh, in fourth place is uh, Jonah Louie with "Stop the Cavalry." Hundred and twenty thousand pounds a, a year, year makes out of that. That's oh not my, bad, is it? Oh my gosh! I was trying to to write a Christmas song this year. How much did you make? I I've written three. Wow, so we're probably talking one and a half million a year from now on. I probably more, probably more, probably more. Yeah, that's true. They're all rubbish. Well, they're I certainly going to feel at home then. Aren't I was trying they? to find a niche. What's the niche then? What did you go for? Um, I rubbish Christmas yeah, songs. It's, okay, it's about a calendar. That's a is the time of year. Now, yeah, <laughs> one of my favourite Christmas songs is one made uh, popular again in two thousand and eleven by Chris Moyles, Dominic the Donkey by Lou Monty. It's a good one. That is a good one, mm-hmm. isn't it? But Hey, what about the hippopotamus one? You heard that one? No, I haven't heard that one. Um, it's about buying a hippopotamus for Christmas. We've all done it. We've all done it, and it's sung by a little annoying girl. <laughs> in, like the, in like the 60s. In the 60s. Yeah. I'm going to have to check that one out. Yeah, now, do, Matt, do. Let's not keep our listeners waiting it's any fabulous. further. What's your gold medal position Christmas song? I don't reckon many people are going to have known about this. And there's a little... Funny, uh, well, a little funny story behind it, I think. We'll be the judge of that. Um, well, I'm going to say it anyway, and then, then we can edit it out. Um, it is a, well, listen to it. That's a good song, Matt. Uh, first of all, what was it? And secondly, is there a funny story behind it? <laughs> hey. 
<laughs> it is um, by a chap called Andy Burrows, and you might recognise it from the... Oh, am I going to say classic or not? I'm not going to. Modern classic. The modern classic, um, Snowman and the Snowdog. Now, Snowman and the Snowdog is a sequel, a very belated sequel to The Snowman. Yes. And when you compare it to The Snowman, it can suck my balls. <laughs> but, um, but it isn't bad, is it? The Snowdog is nice. I have a few issues with both films. Easy. Uh, I'll be honest, and I'm going to say it quite... I've got a mic- microphone in my, my face, so I'm going to say it. Yes. First and foremost, Snowman melting at night. Uh, do they? I don't think so. Maybe. No, they don't. Okay. So David Bowie and the little boy in the new one. Come on, guys. Yep. Um, and the the second little point, and this is for the the new um, dog one, mm. is the boy gets over the death of his dog very quickly. Too quickly. Too quickly, and he wants another dog. You think it was an inside job? Possibly. Possibly. Hit. Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. He he knew too much. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Oh well, that's a, that brings very dark undertones. I'm gonna have to rewatch that. I you know. watched them uh, about half an hour ago. Both oh, really, <laughs> yeah. Um, with my so son. What is it about this particular song? Is it is it is it an emotional connection, or do you just like the tune? I think it's an absolutely belter of a song. I think it's brilliant, and I think it's emotionally superbly charged with niceness. And you prefer it to "Walking in the Air" by Alan Jones? Yes. Really? See yes, that song? I do, I do. find emotional. Um, I'm not the only one who finds this one emotional. Have a look on YouTube and the comments underneath. <laughs> I nearly cried. Nearly? I was crying. Oh. I was really crying. And did anyone else put any comments or was it just you? <laughs> <laughs> um, but what is really interesting about this song mm. is I was going to pick another one from um, an artist, well, um, a um, pe- two guys that go, go under the name of Sa- um, Smith and Burroughs. I didn't put two and two together, and it's the same sodding bloke. So he really, he really touches a Christmas nerve with you. Yeah, and that that song is um, they've got a, Smith and Bars have got a great Christmas album. I think they call it a winter album, just to be cool. Um, and that song was um, as the snowflakes fall, which is absolutely brilliant. But this Andy Burrows used to be the drummer in Razorlight. He used to be the drummer in We Are Scientists. He uh, he wrote loads of songs for Razor Light. He's wrote, still writes songs for Tom Adele. Um, and I went to go and see Tom Adele the other day, and he's supposed to be the drummer. He's a polymath. He, he, when, he's all over the place. No, but when I was there, he was supposed to be the drummer, and he discolated his... That's not the, how you say it. Discolated? Dislocated. Dislocated his shoulder. I did that in 1999. Dislocated his shoulder, and the, um, the roadie had to play the whole gig. Get that. Wow. Before we go on to my final choice, Matty, uh, let's check on the uh, how to listen to Webtonet. <laughs> Caroline Webb got in touch. Friend of the show, S Club 7 mega fan. Mm. Unsurprisingly, when asked what her favourite Christmas song was, she responded with, never had a dream come true. Is that S Club 7? I think so. Oh, I thought it was um, Bitch Hall. She said the, uh, the B-side is a bit more Christmassy, though. Oh, good. Uh, ben Goddard mm-hmm. got in touch uh, recommending the Phil Spector Christmas album. I had listened to that. He says that's from someone who doesn't like Christmas songs. Yeah, I didn't like Christmas songs when I listened to that bit. He also recommends Christmas rapping by the waitresses. Oh, now that is a good That is a good, good song. Uh, Julie gets in touch with uh, Julie. This Christmas by Donny Hathaway. 
and uh, Tinsel and Lights by Tracy Thorne. That gets a lot of love actually on the old uh, on the old Facebook. That song by Tracy Thorne of uh, once of everything but the girl and featuring on protection. No protection by Massive Attack. Mm. That's a long sentence, wasn't it? You need to breathe. Absolutely. You need to remember to breathe, guy. Controversially, P.W. Arnold gets in touch and says, Rock and Roll Christmas by Gary Glitter. And I agree with you, P.W. Did he put a little... I won't be silenced. Did he put a little embarrassed emoji at the end? Or or was it proud? Nothing to be embarrassed about. No? The song's not a criminal. Now, Now, there is a little linkage here with... Accusations of whoa, 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 dirtiness whoa, 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 whoa. and Christmas songs. You're saying isn't Cliff, it? Rolf, and I'm not mentioning Gary Cliff. <laughs> don't have anything to do with anything. So why are we mentioning them? <laughs> uh, Kirsty gets in touch and says the Pogues and Mariah, uh, but uh, controversially, E17. That is a, that nearly made my list. She also cites Krista Burr, a spaceman came traveling, Boney M, Mary's boy child, Keris and Tom. Jo- She's just basically listing all of the songs. It's important um, too, I think. Yeah, but uh, we're you know we're grateful as always for people getting in touch and uh, Matt's dad. Yeah, he, fan of the show. He always comments, doesn't he? He loves He's, mistletoe and wine too. So there we go. Is that what he put? He did. So nothing wrong with that. Now my nothing wrong with that, Dad. Honest, honest. Good choice. My last song is one we've already name checked for making the writer one hundred and twenty thousand pounds a year. It is this by Jonah Louis. I have had to fight almost every night down throughout these centuries That is when I say, oh yes, yet again, can you stop the cavalry? Mary Bradley waits at home in the nuclear fallout zone Wish I could be dancing now in the arms of the girl I love Wish I was at home for Christmas. That's a good one, isn't it? It is a strong song. That was um, Stop the Cavalry by Jonah Louis, my gold medal Christmas song. Now, Jonah Louis. Not his real name. Do you know what his real name is? I'm going to give you a clue. It's also the name of his shop. Asda. Yes. His name is Asda. His name is John Lewis. Well, he's not the John Lewis. He is called John Lewis. He is never knowingly undersold. He's now 69 years old. Now, a a, a, a smidge of tragedy. Uh, Only a smidge. smidge. it's, It's a Christmas special edition. Careful what you say. This would have been number one but for a terrible event on the 8th of December 1980 when it was released. That was the day that John Lennon was murdered. And um, as a result, two John Lennon reissues uh, went to number one and number two in the charts. So this song only ever got to number three. But uh, yeah, still a Christmas classic, I think. Fair enough. Fair enough, isn't it? If, yeah. if, if you're going to lose out, then... Lose then, out to John Lennon. Yeah. You know, that's 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 fair, fair dues. When, when people are mourning him as well. Now, Jonah, or John, as we like to call him, said it was actually a protest song, not a Christmas song. Um, and oh, he was shit. <laughs> thinking about the Crimean War when he wrote it. And it was really only by chance that he had that little line about being home for Christmas in it. Um, but I bet he ruddy pleased he did. Um, yeah. Now, he is still going strong, is Jonah Lewis. Is he? 
As of 2010, he released a ukulele album, which I'm sure was all over the charts. And when they recorded this song, interesting, Is it? a Salvation Army band member played the kazoo. What's the kazoo? It's that thing a that sounds like thing. a duck, yeah. Oh, that thing. really? Yeah. So far, this song has sold four million copies, and I think it's a brilliant song. Yeah, four million. And I think it's quite festive as well. Uh, I think yeah. I know it's not a Christmas song, but the video is very festive, isn't it? It's all set in the snow. It's got the bells in the background. I, I can't remember the video. Oh, it's a beaut. Perhaps we'll stick that up on the website. I think we should. Um, so the favourite two songs for Christmas this year are... The Snow, snow Dog. Dog one. And uh, Stop the Cavalry. <laughs> I think it, well, the Snow Dog ones are called Light in the Night or something. Light in the... <laughs> I haven't written it down. That was really poor. So me. your favourite song you don't know the title of. <laughs> it's called Light Light in the Night. I'm going to go with that. You're going to go with that. Okay, well... Andy Burroughs. Andy Burroughs. We're going to take a quick break and after that we're going to talk about what's been good and not so good in the world of 2016. Oh, yes. It's getting sexy. It's how you Matty. Guy. We're going to be brief. Best, uh, best is gig. Is that why you got your briefs on? Yeah, it's yeah. best gig of 2016 or best gigs you've been to. Brief, did you say? Oh, here we go. Oh, you know me. I think it might have been last week. I think. Celine Dion? I wish. I wish. That would have been a definite. I've been lucky recently. I've gone to three gigs in the last three, four months that have been... Very, very good. They've been top-notch. They've been top-notch. Last Shadow Puppets were Shingdig, and I went with my mate Pip. Where was where was that? That was at Alexandra Palace, which is an awesome venue. Mm. Very spacious, but quite a lot of people there. And I think their album this year, and the, the one a couple of years ago, is Ace. And I love a little the bromance that is going on with the... Uh, two main people like us yeah, yeah. yeah. resonates doesn't and I it? do have a little bit of a man crush on Alex Turner I must admit he's I a good looking chap and he can write some decent decent stuff and he's got such great um, that's funny because your other crush is on Tina Turner I know so that's, his, his well, mother yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm a private dancer <laughs> dancer for money small <laughs> yeah what are the other one gigs that you enjoyed um, I really enjoyed Tom Adele um I'm That's the, Adele's brother. Yep. yep. I, I'm not... That was in Brighton, Brighton Centre. Um, wasn't... I think that he's an incredibly good songwriter and this Andy Burroughs writes some of his songs of and plays his bloody drums. I bet he um, drives his pissing car for him. <laughs> and I, I would say I'm a fan, but going there, he blew my testicles off nearly blew my balls off <laughs> he is he's uh, such that's a right, sh- that's 2016 ball blower <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Ball Blower is Tom Adele. Congratulations. <laughs> You've been blowing some balls. Um, no, he has got, um, again, amazing uh, charisma stage presence. He jumps up on his piano. It's much more heavier than the albums are. Well, the piano. Oh, the, right. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, I couldn't bloody lift yeah, it. Good, I was trying to steal it. Um, and his band are great. And as I said, the roadie had to play the drums, which, which, was, which was really interesting. It's called Graham and all, the whole crowd were going Graham 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 Graham's not really a rock name typically is it oh but he was rock he was a rock god that night I tell yeah. you um, 
But last week, oh, and um, Rag and Bow Man was, um, what was it called? I was going to call it supply teaching. Then. <laughs> Supporting? <laughs> Supporting. Um, we only got to see one um, song of his. and He's going to be massive next year. His album's coming out in February. Yeah. He is a really, really big boy as well. Um, he looks like a truck driver. Um, but February, his album's coming out. We heard one song. It was Bloody Ace Balls. And we're going to see him in April. He was that good. Back in Brighton? Um, no, in London. London town. Wow. But the best gig was probably last Thursday at the O2. Biffy Clyro. Really? Yeah. Um, I don't know who they are. They're a Scottish rock band yeah. who are Scottish and they rock. Wow, like Stiltskin? Just like Stiltskin. So but they went but to see Stiltskin they haven't made a. They haven't made it by uh, um, being on a Levi advert. So those would be your, your picks of the year. The Last Shadow Puppets, Tom O'Dell and Biffy Clyro. Yeah. Hey, it's been a good musical year. So, and you've potentially got some gigs to look forward to next year. Yeah, seeing a guy called Rationale um, in January who's... Rational? He, he's bloody brilliant. Um, look him up on YouTube if you've not heard of I him. I'll just point out, Matt understands this, but I'll just point out to any listeners, I'm not being deliberately sarcastic. I just am completely out of touch with what's popular. <laughs> um, not really by choice, I just don't know how to find music I like. He lives in a cave. Yes, I do. I do. Um, and I'm seeing a Rag and Bone Man in April. But yeah. They're the only two gigs that are set in stone at the moment, but there will be more. Well, I've got no gigs, I don't think, set in stone. Although um, we have established that Vanilla Ice is playing in Bognor Regis. I know, and I forgot to say it yeah. on the One Hit Wonders. Oh, my gosh. Um, you got the, you got tickets yet? Uh, I'm it, hoping to get VIP passes. It's in Butlins, you know that? It, it gets better. And do you know who's supporting him? Pato Banton. <laughs> Baby, come back. I, uh, I enjoyed some uh, good gigs this year as well. Top of the pops for me. I thought um, you could say top loader. <laughs> top loader. <laughs> Dancing in the moonlight. Top of the, top of the tree for me was um, the opportunity to go and see Brian Wilson at the Palladium. Playing uh, the 50th anniversary tour of Pet Sounds, which is officially the best album ever made. And that was a very emotional evening. I've and seen I Brian before and his amazing band yeah. but uh, I went with my good lady wife so she could enjoy it too and it was a very emotional evening very beautiful they played about an hour and a half of Beach Boys solid gold hits holy moly went off for 10 minutes came on did the whole of Pet Signs Sounds came back on did about another half an hour of uh, solid gold hits it was incredible and how was he? How was he? He was okay. He was okay. He was, um, you know, he dips in and out of things. He plays the keyboard the whole way through, but, you know, he's, he's singing comes in and out, and he's obviously he's an elderly man now, so he doesn't get to be quite as active as I've seen him in previous shows. But he's still got that voice, and he did God Only Knows all on his own, oh. standing ovation for about five minutes. Really? And it was absolutely fantastic. And he said, as he started the song, he said, Paul McCartney once said to me, Brian, this is the best song I've ever heard. And you think that is, that's something, isn't it's it? It's a bloody brilliant song. On a smaller scale, I saw... He can now quote me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'll be his anecdote from now on. On a smaller scale, I saw the very wonderful and returning The Coral <gasps> at the Concord yeah. in Brighton. They were excellent. Yeah. Um, I saw one of my favourite American rock bands, Built to Spill, at mm -hmm. the Concord. Um, I checked them out and I saw probably my favourite modern musicianist. That's the word. Kurt Vile and the Violators. I saw them at the Concord as well. It was a good year. Have you got a season ticket at the Concord? I like a gig these days that I can drive to 
and walk no more than 10 metres to the venue. <laughs> um, I also tweet them before the gig and say, what time is the main artist on? Because I've got no interest in the support. So it's brilliant. I can leave home at about quarter past nine. Be in bed by 11.30. Fantastic. <laughs> that's called old git rock. But yeah, that's my tactic. So if you want me to come to your gig, play at the Concord. Okay. In Brighton. Rock and free roll. Free parking outside. You can't say fairer than that. And are you in your pyjamas when you go as well? Usually. <laughs> usually. I do always look at my Slippers. watch and think, oh, it's nearly nine o'clock. To be honest, I'd rather just settle in for the night. No on course, chaps. No on course. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I've got a home to go to. Now, in terms of the recorded music, Matt, oh. what are your highlights of 2016? I've got notes. I've got notes. Highlights. I'm glad you said highlights. Um... God, we could be here sometime. <laughs> Matt's just pulled a, um, a book out. As, as I said, the, I think the, the the last Shadow Puppets album's very good. Um, Can I just interject? Are we talking albums released this year or mm-hmm. just what you've been listening to this year? Albums released this year. Bugger. Really? <laughs> I've got one. Okay. Well, I could... I, I could say other things as well. No, but, no, 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 no. But no. I think there's enough here I'm sure in there this is. book. Um, I've been listening, and it's only this week because uh, I had a little look and see, saw, and we, I think we did it together. Saw what albums came out, and we have to listen to a lot of stuff for the show, so we don't always get a lot yeah, of time yeah, to listen yeah. to other things. Excuses, excuses. Yeah. I listened to PJ Harvey quite a lot this week. Her uh, new album, PJ and Duncan, yeah, which formerly of <laughs> which is Ace. She's bloody marvelous. Ace, isn't she? yeah, she's and I'm, great. I'm gonna, I've downloaded it, and I'm gonna keep it downloaded because her album Ace. "Stories from the City," "Stories from the Sea," I think it's called. Something like that. Fan fucking tastic album. Yeah. She's she's triple Mercury Prize in, winner. Yeah, but she's one of those people that is really famous but isn't really famous. Yeah, yeah. She's tremendous, but she's fucking fucking good. Yeah. Um, Jamie T. His album, Mr. I've, T's son. Yeah. There's some songs on it I don't like. I pity the fool. But there's a song called Tesco Land on it. You played that to me the other yeah. day. I was I made a face, didn't I? You made a face. Yep. But it, the face was. I don't know what this is. Yeah, um, but it sounds like the Clash, and I'm, the Clash are probably my favourite ever band. And normally, when people rip people off, it really annoys me. But I think he's done it incredibly well. It's, there's some authenticity. I'll give you that. Yeah, and there's some other really great songs on it as well. Reminded me a little bit of an album we were talking about the other day with a with a chum. A little bit similar vibe to um, original pirate material by the Streets. Oh yeah, reminded me of that a kind of authentic British sort of feel. Yeah. Thing. Yeah, I like that. And he's he's got several albums, and they're all. He's a very diverse artist. Very diverse. Oh, he's diverse. He's, he's, he is diverse. Diverse. Yeah. Um, Peter Doherty, of all people, has released an album in the last few weeks, and I I listened to that this week, and he's a. I've no time for the man. I've got to be honest. He's very controversial. I know that, but I like his music. The Libertines pass me by, as you know, and I know that that one of their albums, or maybe more, means a lot to you. Mm. So I try, I try, yeah. But uh, yeah, he's he's not someone that's on my radar. This is more of an acoustic album, um, and I just I really like it. I think it's great. Um, but I love the way that he's he's called himself Peter Doherty. I think it's probably trying to re-market himself. You're sure, it's the same bloke. <laughs> Peter Doherty <laughs> yeah. sounds like a folk artist. <laughs> exactly. This uh, is Peter Doherty. Connor O'Burse from Bright Eyes. His uh, album. Uh, Ruminations, which was free for ages, and I went to go and listen to it again today, and it wasn't free. Oh, what, free to kind of download yeah. it or something? Yeah, um, 
is Ace. Again, it's acoustic. Um, anybody who's never heard of him or Bright Eyes, go and go to a nearby computer and do something with it to get music and discover yourself. You might want to make that a bit simpler, a bit technical there. But um, he, my, my wife has got an amazing... Um, uh, Finish the sentence. <laughs> <laughs> she has got an amazing saying about certain people um, sort of singing to your soul, and he's certainly uh, one of them. Wow. Um, another one is Bonnever, um, who I've tried to buy tickets for, and I've got to the, the last stage on it. It says, I've got two tickets, got two <gasps> tickets. They've gone. Oh. And That's no. Pisser when that happens. Oh, isn't it? God. But um, again, his album is. is Great. Um, so, yeah, a satisfying year, musically. But I think my album of the year, and it's following that conversation about um, the streets. Arts, the streets. Um, with our chum, Nobby. Mm-hmm. Um, I re-listened to Bowie and Black Star. And... It makes me a bit sad just to think of it. No, yeah, and that that's exactly... I'm not sure if you were having a waz <laughs> when I was speaking to, to um, Nobby a little bit more but no I, don't, I think you were at the table as well and I was saying that it just reminds me of him him dying I would point out I had four pints of lager which basically is me full <laughs> so I, I couldn't really function by this I'm point I'm full of life chaps yeah. full of life um, and I listened to it again obviously I, I knew it before uh, that's Black Star isn't it yeah and I think it's my album of the year i just i think it's great i think it's and i wrote down this and i'm not even trying to be corny and shitty and reviewy but i just wrote down poignant deep and meaningful (laughs) i'm laughing at myself but it's great it's lovely and there's so much old bowie that you can hear in it and there's new stuff and as our mate said he's assembled some amazing musicians to make this album yeah and you can you can tell it's it's proper good. And I just love the lyric on one of the songs. What's it? Girls love me. Where the fuck did Monday go? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Where did it go? Yeah. Well, when we get an you tell me, that, David. we'll let you know. Xavier, uh, obviously, Bowie and Leonard Cohen and Prince. Big losses musically. Now, I'm going to disappoint you with only one album and you're going to be really disappointed and slap your head and go, you're so effing predictable when I tell you what my album of the year is. This is the only album I've listened to more than sort of three or four times it came out in 2016. And it's a reissue. It's a reissue. It was not really a reissue. It's the real Royal Albert Hall concert from 1966 by Bob Dylan. Now, Bob Dylan fans out there, and I know there's millions of you, you will know that the Royal Albert Hall concert is a very famous concert in Bob Dylan folklore, Matt, because it's when Dylan went electric for the first time. Oh, yes, And created yes. rock music, you know. Yeah. And rock created and roll, a no, created bit, rock music. A bit of a... Uh, a bit controversial. Bit, yes, a, a little bit. Now, the Royal yeah. Albert Hall concert is often cited as being uh, the Royal Albert Hall, but it wasn't. Famously, it was in Manchester. It just got mixed up over the years, so people used to refer to the wrong concert as the Royal Albert Hall concert, but not anymore. They finally remastered it and reissued it. And if you want to hear Bob Dylan, as I'm sure you do, quite literally go from acoustic folk song to creator of modern rock music in one show this is it he does seven or eight beautiful solo acoustic renditions of his classics and then he plugs those fucking amps in (laughs) and rocks the place down and the crowd aren't always very happy about it um he says things like now i'm going to play this song and people go oh that lovely folk song he's going to play it and suddenly you hear 
down, 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 down. And he, uh, yeah, he changes music forever. And uh, if you are a music lover or a fan of rock music and a fan of music history, or like me, an obsessive, insane Bob Dylan fan. Like you. It's a lovely thing to have access to at last, rather than dodgy bootlegs. So that is my album of 2016, but I am going to be better in 2017. I'm going to look in the new music section on Spotify, find something, go, this is shit, and listen to <laughs> Bob Dylan. Um, Can I give you a couple of artists to, to look out for? Give me some recommendations. The Big Moon. The Big Moon. I'm and actually, they're literally all, writing this down. And they're ladies. All ladies. three of them are ladies. You're talking about women. Women, and they're good-looking women who play the uh, guitars. Is there any drums. other kind? No, there's not. Um, um, Rag and Bowman, as I've mentioned about yep. five times, and Rationale. Rationale. And Rationale. Wow. These are good tips. Um, I don't have any tips for you as to who's big uh, next year, but what I would say is Check out Kurt Vile. He's bloody marvellous. Future Islands. Oh, my gosh. Year, already introduced you to. Yeah. Half this week, I've been listening to this, but that album, Singles, it has blown my biscuits. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it is super brilliant. Phrase. Oh, my God. It is. I was having a little rave in my... my um, yeah. uh, while cooking some chicken and, and, Whilst- and rice last night. Whilst joking about uh, not knowing any new music, last year did turn up a few albums that I did really enjoy. And uh, Future Island's album, oh. Singles, is effing great. It's, it is. So do check that out. But until... It speaks to me. It speaks to you. But uh, that is it for another show. And that is it for this, our first year. We'd like to thank the literally thousands of people who have downloaded our show, which is quite amazing. It's kind of daunting. Daunting, daunting. I never but wanted thanking. this level of success. I know. Can't walk down the street these days. Not because I'm famous. I'm just lazy. Just a bit of a twat. <laughs> um, Those little kids. Yeah. But until next year, when we'll be back with shows including Talking Heads, um, Talking Heads, and Talking Heads. Yes. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And we say goodbye. So it's goodbye from me, Guy. And it's ho 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 from me. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> Ta ta. <laughs> 